This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com. Kia ora. My name's Rex Lovegrove. And welcome to Colours of the Heart, looking at life's challenges from a place of presence and compassion. Imagine there's no heaven. Welcome forward, uh, Colours of the Heart. And hey, I need to give my sponsors a thumbs up in relation to the support and loving support they offer me from one week to the next. Thank you, Kiwi Bike, and kudos to Access Radio Taranaki. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, I've got Barry in the house, and he's a naturopath, and he's got a whole range of modalities and um, magic. And before we kick off, I need to set a platform. Yesterday, I found myself in a situation where I witnessed um, uh, in a violent attack, uh, domestic, and I neutralised it in, in, in the most um, present and loving way, but it left me in shock, and I've gone and knocked on my mate's door, and he's, he's chucked some remedies at me in, in, in the intention to reduce some of the stress that I witnessed and was involved in. And uh, so, Barry, welcome to the show, brother. Welcome to the show. I, I, I know you're a bit of a ninja warrior when it comes to health. And you've just given me some, some, some yumminess in regard to actually slowing everything down and settling my energy system. So, mate, can you introduce yourself and then talk about what just took place and, and the benefits of um, homeopathic medicine and and everything else that you do associated with with health. Sure. And stress, of course. <laughs> Hi, yes, I'm Barry. Um, I've been involved with Bark Flowers for over 30 years. And coming from Auckland to New Plymouth seven years ago, I um, got into, an, into homeopathy, which I never thought I would, mainly because it seems so difficult, so technical, so much information needed. But... Um, I fell into it, um, got some good books, started reading, 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 had some good experiences, got better experiences, worked out a remedy for you quite quickly. Uh, you were obviously had a shock, fright, anxiety, comes on suddenly, aconite. We'll see what happened. Brilliant, brilliant. Now you're trained, of course, you've, you've, you're trained in this, this field. Self-taught. Self-taught. Oh, well, hey, look, self-taught trained. <laughs> <laughs> not even not even trained in bark flowers, but doing them for over 30 years. Wow. So not taught. Not, uh, you're not trained. Not trained. Yeah. Wow. Self-taught. Brilliant. Yeah. And your, your, your journey around the self-taught um, um, mahi, you've obviously linked and researched a great deal. Who have you, who have you sort of um, held 
um, um, like a guiding light in regard to the information that you've researched? Who are the people that you've sourced, brother? Um, so, okay, so yeah, I definitely got into homeopathy through Bach Flowers. So I, I studied um, Edward Bach's work, his own writings. And um, part of that was looking at through the original journals because um, collected writings of Edward Bach, which is edited by Julian Barnard, formerly of the Bach Centre, he was, um, I sent him quite a bit of information. So actually my name's in the, in the preface to the current edition. Wow. For the information I sent him. So, um, so, that was, so that was made me realize that you had to go to the original sources to make sure you had the right information. So, um, and also I was looking at um, Matthew Wood's book called Vitalism, which looks at the history of um, herbs, homeopathy and bark flowers. And um, he brought up uh, the subject uh, of a man called Dr. Robert Thomas Cooper, who was using flower remedies, single drop doses of mother tincture to cure cancers and serious disease. And that's been documented, eh? Yeah, that's been in, uh, yeah, it's been in the, in the, the classical homeopathic journals in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was until what happened was the um, the monthly homeopathic review in the end refused to put in his cases because he would cure someone with one drop, one dose. And they thought that that was too difficult and not a fair representation of what homeopathy is about. Wow. But with Cooper, he's, he believed that you use one drop and you let that expend its time doing its work because one drop of mother tincture will put a process in, in action. And you need to let that... He, he reckoned he was using the growth force of the plant, putting it against the disease force, the cancer. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And I, um, his... his, his knowledge spend like what sort of what, what what time era are we talking about so cooper died at the age of 60 in 1903 he was for 17 years uh physician at the london homeopathic hospital for diseases of the year and with diseases of the year there's there's quite a lot of difficulty with it because the main symptom is can't hear so in, in classical homeopathy, you do a thing called repertorizing, where you have a list of symptoms and you match them to the patient. But what can you get out of the patient who's deaf is they're very reticent to tell you anything else other than they can't hear. So in the end, he decided to throw away the repertory. And he decided to just use single drop doses of herbs. And he was getting amazing results. He was curing people of deafness more with more certainty than if he'd done the classical route. So, and in the end, he put up a challenge to challenge. He, uh, he published a lot of his new work, uh, which he called Arbor of Vital Remedies, in the Hanumanian Monthly, because the serious journal, homeopathic journals in England wouldn't publish it. So uh, he put the challenge up. And he said, "If you went into a field and picked ten herbs, brought them back, and made a remedy out of one of them." you'd have more success curing somebody of deafness than if you'd done a repertory properly, if you repertorize that person properly. Wow. And, um, and then because he was treating basically deafness tends to be a chronic disease. 
he then started treating other people with chronic diseases. So he's got a book out called um, Cases of a Serious Disease Saved from Operation, which, and that's available on archive.org. I'll put it up on there. And um, his other serious book is um, Cancer and Cancer Symptoms, and that is, that's available at Hathay Trust, which is another digital website so you can use for free. You're obviously really passionate about this, aren't you? Really passionate. I, I think this information needs to be kept, and it needs to be kept safe, and it needs to be made available. So I have been putting um, his articles up on archive.org for everybody to access. So just type in um, Robert Thomas Cooper in, in speech marks, and you'll find them. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, I, I love the fact that you can actually re research this stuff. It's not just something that you're just spitting out for the sake of spitting out you've actually done your your mahi and like um returning to the to the shock and how does actually um these these natural um herbs and homeopathic how does that actually work what's the what's the makeup of them so okay so with you so what you experience upsets your vital force they call it a dynamis right you um so, and with that, you'd have certain symptoms like racing heart, um, probably probably got your dilated pupils, oh uh, no, your dilated pupils, yeah, in a state of flight or fright, yeah. And um, if you were to give somebody aconite, they would go into that state. So it's called like treats like. So you were treating somebody with a remedy that creates those symptoms in a healthy person. That's how you know what the remedy does. Right. It's called approving. Okay. But they use extremely dilute remedy. There's actually no physical substance in it. But it, it somehow or another is still able to... Because when somebody's in that state of fright, trauma, they are super sensitive and they are sensitive to the correct remedy. That's why you don't need anything physical in it. You give that to somebody else and it won't do anything to them. Hey, and hasn't hasn't the world gone through, you know, trauma shock in the last two and a bit years? I think my work might be needed. I do think your work needs to be needed. Fano, hey, you're with Colours of the Heart, and if you haven't been told today, let me be the first. You are cared for. Kia <laughs>
again to Colours of the Heart. Barry's rocking and rolling as far as I'm concerned. We talked about um, soul stuff, soul stuff. So could you soulfully share that, mate? Okay, so um, so Bach's 12 Healers, because the book that you use to prescribe the remedies called The 12 Healers and Other Remedies. The 12 Healers were the first remedies that he discovered. And each of those remedies applies to a certain fault or failing that the person is trying to overcome. So when people incarnate into the world, they come to learn lessons. And Bach had the idea that they were learning a specific lesson. And he, he believed that there would be a remedy for that lesson to assist them to overcome their difficulty. So um, for instance, for the 12 healers, you've got the remedy chicory. And the failing for chicory is restraint. And the virtue to develop is love. So the remedy actually brings you closer to your own soul and fills you with that positive virtue required, which in the case of restraint is love. So in Mimulus, the fault or failing is fear. And the, the virtue that's produced is sympathy. Now, the reason you have sympathy with fear is because when you're sympathetic towards other people, you forget your own fears and fears. Beautiful. Um, Another one would be agrimony. Now, people who suffer who need agrimony tend to be restless and suffer from anxiety. And the, the virtue that's developed is peace, peace and calmness. And for scleranthus, which is the herb, the, the, the fault or failing is indecision, indecision, which is an uncertainty. And... The, 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 from taking the remedy, you learn steadfastness. You develop the quality of steadfastness. Um, the other remedy, the another remedy is clematis, and the fault or failing for that is indifference. And uh, the, 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 what's produced is gentleness. It's because if you're indifferent, you you don't really have the um, you're quite detached from it all. Mm. And there would be a lack of gentleness, a lack of care. Uh, with century, the, the, the fault is weakness and the, you develop strength. Gentian is uh, doubt. People suffer from doubt. Um, and they learn understanding because we all progress through life when we have doubts and become disheartened. But that's life and we get on with it. Uh, with vervain, this is quite interesting because it's over-enthusiasm. These people tend to burn themselves out. <laughs> and we learn tolerance for others. So they're over-enthusiastic to convert other people to their own way of thinking. So what you're saying, these these moods and these actions, there's a remedy associated with these barks. With, it, with these, these bark flowers, there's a remedy for each one of these moods. Wow. 
Um, for Serato, the, the problem is ignorance. And Serato helps these people to gain wisdom from their own soul because they're not listening to their intuition. They're asking other people, what shall I do? Uh, with impatience, the problem is impatience. The rainbow is called impatience because when the flower, when the seeds are ejected from the plant, they explode. So there's a bit of doctrine of signatures there for you. Right. Um, and the and the remedy provides one with forgiveness. So each person does their own thing. There's no point in getting impatient with others. And with rock rose, the, the problem is terror, and rock rose gives one's courage. And it's also was the original rescue remedy. Rock rose was. People may have heard of Rescue Remedy. There's actually five in there now. But the original one was just Rock Rose. And last and not least is Water Violet, uh, which is for grief and provides one with joy. I'm really curious, mate. Like, how has this helped your health? How's, how have you been able to, um, you know, um, maintain good health through the use of these herbs? What, what's your story, brother? Um, so, so I've... I went through EME, chronic fatigue, and I was uh, struggling to fulfill an apprenticeship. And um, I just hated it. <laughs> and I was trying all sorts. And um, in the end, um, I left the apprenticeship. And I was pretty, I was, I was suffering. And... Um, it got that bad, I nearly committed suicide. Um, I saw myself heading for the knife. I was heading for the knife. And I rang somebody up and luckily they told me, no, no, don't do that. You know, and, and then I had a breakthrough. You know, the darkest night is before the dawn. Mm. I realised I had to get myself, oh, so yeah, warm milk. Because warm milk's a relaxant. Right? A cup of warm milk. And I had the breakthrough where I came into the moment. So I had to force myself to come into the moment. Um, and then I just realized I had to just one day at a time. Because if you're in the moment, you have no problems. Mm -hmm. you know, we, dwell on our, we dwell on the negative. We create misery for ourselves. And that's what I've been doing. And sure, I didn't complete an apprenticeship. But that's not everything. And I just progressed from there. Now you said, um, how did the remedies help you? I've got a clear instance of that. All right. So, um, so later on in life, I got my act together, went to naturopath college, dropped out because I was overdoing it. Got a horse. I had a horse. And I was dragged in the stirrup. So I wound up in A&E. &A. Can I remember going to the toilet or something? Apparently I was talking a dime to the dozen for everybody there. And um, I, was, I was taking back flowers, and I knew I was clematis. Now, with clematis, oh, um, they have no fear because they're not in their body. So when I went back to work, I was quick left and right, zooming across the road, going down to the dozen, no fear. And I, I was exhausted by the end of it because I wasn't <laughs> in my body. <laughs> so I had to have more time off. But fortunately, there was a, there was a homeopath on the run. And I called and I said, I need to see you. And she said, yeah, sure, come and see me later on. Oh, this is when I went back the second time. Went back and saw her afterwards. I told her that I was clematis, right? 
This is how I got into homeopathy. Yep, she looked it up. Opium. Not in your body. Why do people take opium? They have no fear. Mm. And I was in an opium state. She gave me one pill of opium. And within one minute, I was right as rain. That's incredible, mate. Yeah, that's why I've, I've been fascinated with homeopathy, but I've always thought it was too difficult. And it wasn't until we came down to New Plymouth that I started to look at it. And, um, and of course, I've been reading the Masters from studying Cooper. I've been reading John Henry Clark and um, Com James Compton Burnett. And they were the three famous British homeopaths who went to isolation because... Um, because they abandoned the British Homeopathic Society. Because they were stepping away from so-called normal. And they were at the cutting edge. Yeah. Because they were using nozos. They were using the products of disease. Uh, Cooper was using his single doses. Not only did he use single doses. He actually used quite high. He was using high doses as well. A lot of um, his biographers say that he didn't use high doses. Uh, high potency. But he did. Um, and Burnett was doing a thing called organ organopathy. So organ therapy, which was following on from a guy called Rademacher. So he was using remedies to treat organs, specific organs. So he's, he put out books on uh, diseases of the great diseases of the liver and chalidonians in there. Um, which is quite a nice well, no, And lycopodiums and liver remedy as well. So there's many approaches to homeopathy. It's not just one thing. And there was obviously infighting amongst the groups. And I am quite open-minded. And I'll find, as long as I find the right remedy, I don't mind how I get there. And that was John Henry Clark's point of view. Wow. He just wanted to get that remedy. That's all it was. He was there to help the person. Yeah. Massive. Absolutely massive. Hey, mate, I've really enjoyed your enthusiasm on the show. And you um, you obviously have a wealth of knowledge. And Fano, hey, um, my brother's um, referenced a, 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 a couple of ninja warriors in regard to the research and that. Please look into it. Please, please check it out. Don't take our word for it. As you've made reference, Barry, you've gone and gone through all the pages and, and worked out that that works for you and, and in doing so you've helped many others and I actually tilt my hat to you mate for loving those that require that that needs to be loved you ninja warrior you <laughs> thank you very much oh mate hey look I'm going to ask you forward on the show in the near future so thank you thank you thank you thank you kia ora kia ora thank you for your time and your ears if you are inspired and stimulated by what has been said, you can contact me at Mountaintop Life Coaching and look forward to hearing your feedback. If you haven't been told today, let me be the first. You are cared for. Kia ora. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.